Yeah, and I didn't realize that at first until on one of the episodes, the girl's like, yeah, and I go to college, and I was taking classes. I'm like, what? How did you have time for that? And it shows them, like, at home practicing recipes. I'm like, that's so, right. that's so nice. They let them go home and yeah. see their families. It's, like, normal. Right. Which I was thinking about that, and I was like, I don't think I know of any, like, baking or cooking shows where they keep people. Mm-hmm. Um, they hold them. Yeah, like, they let them go home because it's, like... I don't know, it's different, I guess, in some ways, sure. than, like, being on a, like, weird... It's not as much of a reality show as the other shows. Right. Yeah. So they don't need the, like, arguing between people. <laughs> it's like, the food is interesting enough. Oh, but they're doing Tudor stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so one person's like, I'm gonna make it into, like, my little pastries into a Tudor rose. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's so cute. Very good. And yeah. it looked like a rose. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. And they liked her pies. And I was like, great job. Good job. Um, one guy's like, I'm gonna make pies with, like, um, like pigeon and venison. And I'm like, that's super smart. Great yeah. job. Love you. Looks great. Very, <laughs> very English of you. This other girl's like, I'm gonna make Mexican pies. No. And I was like, What? Like, you that's know, not, the Tudor Mexican. You know. And I'm like, ex- what? That's not even on the right continent. No. So I was like, what are you doing? Not even remotely. What? And then somebody else was like, I'm going to put it in the shape of the sun. You know, like Tudors. And I'm like, no. Like, there's a, they're almost strictly roses and, like, swans and stuff. I guess it could Suns. be, like, sun rising on the empire kind of thing. I but guess. That, that's so far but off. But also, like, right around the same time, there's the sun king, and he's in France. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not good. It's not. No. If you tried to serve that to them, they'd be like, are you, like, a spy or a traitor? <laughs> What's happening? No, and then one guy was like, um, I'm going to make them look like cogs. Um, like, and it's gonna be like Da Vinci themed, and I'm like, that's in Italy. It's not even close. Aren't you guys from England? Like, <laughs> don't you know? Like, you're killing me. Like your stuff, right? How do we know your stuff? I mean, I did a lot of uh, European history, and you spend a lot of time in England with the Tudors. Yeah, it was weird. Um, still, I know uh, Da Vinci theme. Doesn't super tie in. I mean, it purpose. was really cool though because the bases of yeah. his things had cogs that interconnected, and so did his pastries. So they all moved. Whoa! It was very cool. <laughs> Were they like, well, it doesn't really fit? But <laughs> it's super. No, they cool. didn't complain about anyone's theme, which I was mm-hmm. a little annoyed about because I was like, you gave them a theme, and they're not doing it right. Did they um, complain about the Mexican? Style they were food. like interesting. <laughs> so, like in the British way, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Really On the Great tried. British Bake Off, they don't directly insult no, you. They they're um, very soft, but they're like, "That's uh, ambitious." You've really tried something different here. Yeah, maybe a bit too much spice. Are you sure this is a good? No, they actually like the pies, oh. and I'm like, yeah, because they're probably good. Mexican food is good. But it's not Tudor related in any way, shape, or form. Every now and then they'll eat something and they're like, it's a bit heavy on the spice. I'm like, I right. think you just don't know what spicy is. <laughs> I don't know, because they have a lot of stuff from uh, India. It's a different kind of spice. That's true. It's like pepper spice versus spice mm-hmm. spice. That's true. Um, like, I love curry. I cannot handle peppers. Right. Even a little bit. Yeah, it's different. I can't do either of them. Too much of a baby. I'm a baby. Well, oh, maybe. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> but no, they didn't. They didn't bug her about her Mexican uh, dish, which I was like, very strange. Okay, because it's like the only way you can connect Mex- Mexico is to the Tudors is through Spain, and Catherine of Aragon uh-huh. is from Spain. So, sure, so, I guess weird colonial they don't magic going on. Spain doesn't really own them <laughs> currently. And so, what? Did they even ask? They're like, it's a very interesting choice. Can no, you tell us why you they did didn't. this? I mean, they might have, like, and not included the footage. <laughs> but no. Sure. They didn't crap on anybody, really. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, hmm. I feel like you should have. <laughs> You're real off theme. Whatever. Anyway. As long as it looks tutory, I guess. I guess. It didn't have, like, a pinata on top. I mean, so. mostly they just want it to, like, taste good and be cooked. Yeah. So, whatever. Be presented nicely. The the one girl, though, was killing it all day, and she made her, she made beautiful pastries into a fish, and mm-hmm. they were very cute. And then, I um, love things shaped like fish. Yeah. It was adorable. 
Uh, like they were the scales of the fish. Oh. And they were all like shaped like, you know, Cute. pointy on the ends. Um, and then like the cool footballs. And then um, they, oh, her, her big one, her cake was um, a peacock. Oh, they had, like, yes. pet peacocks at the time. Very nice. Yeah, imported them. Because they're so cool. They're terrible pets. Oh, yeah, but they're beautiful they're birds. They're just garbage birds. <laughs> but um, but she had her cake that's like peacock colors. And then the head of it was like shaped out of like something that I don't remember. But it was beautiful looking. And then all of the... She used like the same mold, I think, as the scales for the feathers on the back. So um, that's like brilliant. And planning. they were all like yes. the right colors and everything. And the, and the ones in the back were like cookies, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the one, and then the main part was cake. And then in the middle, um, she had a surprise, and she had a whole bunch of like fresh blueberries in the middle of the oh, cake. What so they opened it up, and they went, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and all the layers of the cake so were all the cute. colors of the peacock. It was wow. amazing. This is a series, not a. Um, a season that I haven't watched. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited. It's like her. the new one. But I yeah, won't watch them the until I go up to Alaska because you know, that's another watch them. She's like, oh, are you watching that cooking thing again? I'm like, just wait. You'll just get you'll you'll, you'll get sucked it. into Eventually. it. <laughs> you'll love it. You'll learn to love it. Mm-hmm. They're just so soft. <laughs> They're so yeah. Nobody's like mean mm-hmm. or um, like I don't hate anybody. Yeah. There's some people I'm like, you're doomed. <laughs> there was one, I started watching the first season that's on Netflix, and there was the one girl who got eliminated first, who I was like, don't do that, because the judges were like, um, telling they, her, her they tried a hint. Bad. They tried a hint really hard They were sometimes. telling her they don't like the cream, and she was like, oh, I quite liked it. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't matter. No. no one cares. Them saying that is them saying you need to fix this. Yeah. Like, you did something wrong, and just accept that you did it wrong. Okay. Trying to help you in the most subtle way possible. Girl, please. Girl, you need They're a- professional chefs um, and judges and bakers. And yeah. You are not. Sometimes they question and they're not. They, they, they get surprised, but not super often. No. It's usually because someone, like, puts a bit too much rum in a cake and Mary's right. like, this is amazing. Yeah. That's what Alyssa oh, told me when I was down there. She, like, she really liked alcohol. <laughs> she she really, she's into the... I love how they always call it um, booze. It is. But they made a boozy thing. And I'm like, what? She's a boozer. She's my beautiful baking boozer grandma. <laughs> anyway, welcome to our new podcast <laughs> called Great British Bake Off, talking about it all day. The, the, the pod off. The bake pod? Mm, it's all bad. We have to scrap the idea. We can't think of a name. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us for that short-lived series. Yeah. Was, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, mildly history-related. And now, welcome <laughs> to Hysterical History. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. We talk about funny history things. Like the British Bake Off. <laughs> it's great. But the Tudors are not related <laughs> to Da Vinci or to the sun Mexico. or to Mexico in yeah. any way. Yeah. <laughs> Do your research. This is why research is important, even in baking. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Now I'm just off thinking about it again. I'm just like, why? Yeah. I was, I was kind of yelling at the TV yeah. and I think I was annoying Alyssa. Because I was like, oh, the Tudor Rose. And I was like, do you know about the War of the Roses? Then, and then their rose is the two colors. And she's like, dude, I'm trying to watch a show. <laughs> I just want to watch Kate. Leave me alone. Just let me watch Kate. This is what it's like being roommates with us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's inaccurate. Oh, that's beautiful. What a good plan. That's why I couldn't watch uh, Merlin, like the oh yeah, the show with like the teenagers and the shipping dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, I couldn't, I'm like, that's not how science works. How dare you? See, it's weird because when it's about history, I will suspend almost 100% my disbelief just because I'm so excited that something is about history on mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. Like, rain is nothing like real life at all. Yeah. Horror, the outfits are really bad and the storyline is wrong. The makeup's very, and like, so, uh... Very distractingly modern. Right. Everything about it's extremely modern. But I was just so excited to see Mary and Francis fall in love before my eyes that I couldn't care less. <laughs> what a good blur. Exciting. I was so excited to see it happen. I didn't care <laughs> about how bad it was. About how inaccurate it really is. Because it was beautiful. Okay, who's going first? You. It's my turn? You. For this story, we're going back... A hundred years. So, not very far. Not very far. It's, um, 
Notably, almost exactly 100 years. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Which would put us in the year of... 1918. Yeah. Ooh, it, math. It technically starts 1917, but it, well, there's a span. Doesn't it always? There's a span. I mean, usually. There's a span, usually Alexis. It's Alexis, like there's a, a span. Event. Okay. Span. Forget it. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, Fake news. Ooh. Fake God. news. Free. It's not new recently. No one has introduced it currently, and then that's the only time there's ever been fake news. Nope. Since there's been news, there's been fake news. <laughs> I guess it's more of like, kind of a hoax. It's not really a hoax. Okay. You'll, you'll find out. It's a ju- it's just a mistake. But the same thing happens with um, when you tell a story to someone that you heard on the street. Uh, when First you're, of all, don't listen to street people. No. no. But the same thing happens when you do that or like when you're in the newspaper. It's especially yeah. back in the day because mm-hmm. they'll just print anything. Because <laughs> they just want you to read uh, it. No standards. standards. No. And there's no laws. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, yeah. But you know, sometimes you hear rumors and you perpetuate them and then whoops, they're not true. Especially if you hear it from someone who's very famous mm-hmm. or very knowledgeable about something. Right. And then they're called on as a, as a fact master. Ah, yes. I forgot the word for, um, source. No. What's the, when you're just very good at something. Expert? Expert. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly we are experts. (laughs) We are word experts. Yes. We are fact master word people. Czars. So, uh, this is kind of related to British Bake Off because it takes place in England. Nice. During, uh, the... (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Which is more related than some of the British dishes <laughs> for the Tudors on British Bake Off. Super is. One it seems like a loose... Oh, no. That seems like a loose connection until you watch the British Bake Off, and then you're like, well, doing pretty well. Uh, and this is... I think I mentioned this in one of our very early podcasts, and then I'm like, I'm going to do that someday. And now, over a year later, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's the day. This is the story of the Cottingley Fairies. Mmm. Fairies. Mmm. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> Yum. A do. <laughs> Run off to enjoy your fairies. Uh, which is, there. there's a series of five photographs taken by Elsie uh, Wright and Francis Griffiths, who are cousins living in Cottingley in England, um, and these photos had the country and then the world in... On fire. Yep. It just set them on fire. Mm. Sort of. But it starts in 1917, almost exactly a hundred years ago. <gasps> you should insert um, flashback sound effects. <laughs> yep, kind of like watery. Mm-hmm. Yep, that sound. Uh, you just right. did. I don't have to. 1917. So it's the middle of World War One. Happy fun time in England. Ooh, the best. The best time. And we've sort of mentioned this in another episode. It's it's still the kind of this spiritualism, occult, mysticism heyday. Right. All over. That's gonna, you know, started kind of in the Victorian Seances era and and is gonna continue for ghosts. quite a while. Yeah. When did we talk about that? Um, with uh, Sarah Winchester, mm-hmm. we talked about it, and I think we talked about it before that too, but I don't remember. Dark Doctor Phil, right? Of course, Dark Doctor Phil, the Romanov's first Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Ah, Dark Doctor Phil, <laughs> you dark boy, sneaky boy. Uh, so, nine-year-old Frances and her mother move from South Africa to England to stay with Frances's aunt, while I assume the dad is off fighting in the war. Probably. Uh, Elsie Wright's um, mother is Frances's aunt. That's, you know, they're cousins. That's yeah. how um, cousining works. Yeah. short um, blood. In case you were ever confused. Because, you know, yeah. family treats can be very confusing. Yeah, especially cousins. If your first cousin zero time removed, that means you're a cousin. You're a cousin. <laughs> We're experts. That means your aunt or uncle has a child. Yes. That's how they're related to you. Yep. And sometimes in history, you marry those people. Nope. 
You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't. But it's some people do. It's a bad idea. Edgar Allan Poe. Bad idea. And then, and then he, he died. His niece or and then something. he died. So don't do it. Albert Einstein. And then he died. So don't do it. <laughs> the entire royal family of everywhere. <laughs> and they're all dead. So don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad. Anyway, so Elsie is 16, Francis is 9. Elsie works uh, for a photographic studio in Bradford where she touches up photographs. Mm. They play and spend a lot of time with each other. They often play near a stream, kind of near their house, uh, and their moms hate it. Moms hate it when you slip and fall and get all your clothes and shoes wet. Like muddy and gross. Muddy and wet, and they're like, Are they, like, decently, like, high-class family, or, like... No, just they're village people. Oh, Okay. You know, the village They're like, now I have to wash it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one's a fireman and one's a... One's a... Native good, American. One's a cop. <laughs> yeah. Fireman. That's the only ones I know. I don't... Yeah. Construction worker, I think. Uh, yep. Um, some kind of... Wizard. Uh, wizard, I think. <laughs> There's maybe a goblin yeah. in there. It's fun. A fairy. Vill- village people. They're all fairies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Terrible. You get village people, like, fan hate mail. Anyway. No, I love village people. <laughs> it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is. <sighs> Hang out with all the boys. So awkward. <laughs> Don't ever listen to the words of that song. <laughs> or always listen to the words. <laughs> Anyway, so they uh, are not supposed to play near the stream and get all their clothes dirty because the moms are like, don't, because then you're dirty and you're not going to clean it. I got to clean it. Right. The moms are mad, but they do it anyway. Moms are always mad about the same thing through all history. Yeah, it's nothing changes. Now I have to clean your clothes. Now I have to clean all your garbage shoes. And you only have like one pair, so stop it. Anyway, so when mom tells you not to play there and you come home with wet feet... And the moms get mad and are like, why did you do the thing I told you not to do? Right. Uh, Frances tells her mom that uh, it's not, like, totally her fault because she went to go see the fairies. Ah. Ah. Blame it on the fairies. Blame it on the fairies. Classic technique. Classic. (laughs) And, of course, the moms are skeptical, as moms are wont to do when kids make up weird excuses for why they did the thing you told them not to do. Right. Like, I told you not to get your shoes dirty. It's like, but the fairies were there. They did. They said. Oh, my gosh. They splashed me. It's not my fault. Oh, my gosh. No. Uh, But then Elsie, the 16-year-old, chimes in that she also saw the fairies. Uh Aha. Yeah. And she's a teenager. She's a teenager. At 16 years old at this time, you're like an adult. You're basically like a full-grown, like... You're like marriageable? One foot in the grave, pretty much. Anyway. Why isn't she already married and pregnant? (laughs) I mean, it's 1917. It's not like uh, much farther back. Might as well. I guess. Yeah, and she can't, still don't she exist, can't marry though. anyone because all the men are off to war. That's true. That's fair. Good excuse. Anyway, she begs her dad, uh, Arthur Wright, to borrow his camera so they can go get a photo of them. Ooh. And dad agrees because, I mean, they're clearly lying to get out of... <laughs> clearly lying. <laughs> but they know she works at a photo studio. Why don't they... This seems stupid. I mean, she like, knows how to use the like camera. They she's already... not going to break it. No, but I mean, like, they should already be suspicious when she's like, I'm going to give you proof with the camera when I work at the studio and I know how to edit photographs. I, it's not like <laughs> digital photos where you can just, like, quick edit it on your phone. I know, but she knows how to do it. Yeah, but anyway. she's, she's going to have, she doesn't have, uh, I mean, at this point... You need, like, a dark room and glass plates to right. do, like, any photographs right. to actually edit the film. So, like, her dad has to be there when she makes them. Gotcha. But anyway, it, it's kind of harmless fun, except for the fact that they're totally busted. Right. So, dad agrees, and the girls are back pretty soon after, and they have photos, and they're like, we did it. And they go back into the dark room, and they have all their baths of chemicals and acids, and right. they get their glass plates. And much to all of the adults' surprise, the picture has Francis in it by the stream looking into the camera with a bunch of fairies all over the place, dancing all around. Hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. 
to to the modern eye, they don't look very convincing. Sure. Uh, to the old eye, they don't look very convincing. <laughs> I'll say that. But right away, Dad's like, uh, "No, you're still like grounded." That's fair. You are totally busted. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of, like, fun and creative, and sure. I'm like, oh, look at you guys, like, doing little projects. Oh, nice. Uh, you're still in trouble, and don't, right. like, go down there, but it's cute. So, everyone's surprised, uh, but, you know, Dad just seems like they're cardboard. They just drew little pictures and mm. set them up. Uh, and, of course, as we said, Elsie's pretty good with uh, cameras right. and just art. Editing. And they need an alibi, so... Nailed it. It's obvious conclusion. They uh, they take other fairy mm-hmm. photos, and after a while, Dad stops loaning out the camera. He's like, okay, it's... You're done. It's too much now. You need to stop. The pictures are probably, like, shared around as a family joke. You know, it's like, right. oh, look at these pictures they made. Uh, but the moms, uh, Polly in particular, Elsie's mom, uh, thinks they're real, probably. Mm. Or at least she's very... Interested. Uh, she's very interested in having other people see them. Right. So, years later... Uh, it's always oh. the silly women. <laughs> right. I have a note. So, Frances, the, the younger one, she writes a letter to a friend of hers in Cape Town with, uh, like, some of the photos that they've taken, mm-hmm. uh, including the one with the fairies, and she writes on the back of the photo that, it's funny, I never used to see them in Africa. It must be too hot for them there. <laughs> Like that's so cute. <laughs> Saw the fairies. It's probably too hot in Africa. Yeah, they can't handle. Oh. It's like way too hot. They really need some rain. So Polly Wright and Annie Griffiths, the moms, they show the pictures um, to the local chapter of the Theosophical Society. Right. We've talked about them before. Yep. When we talked about um, Brother Thirteen mm-hmm. or Brother Twelve, Brother something, Brother Number, I think it's Twelve, <laughs> Brother Number, <laughs> Brother, they're the they're interested in the philosophies of mysticism and just kind of all yeah, things. Yeah, it's a whole weird. bunch of like garbled gobbledygook. Yeah, it's like trying to be intellectual about like the forces of the universe that are not real. Right. <laughs> It's like they're trying to be scientists about mysticism. Yeah, basically. That's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so she, they're having a talk on fairies, so she brings the photo. She's like, hey, my daughter like took these photos. Of fairies. And the Theosophical Society is very impressed. Oh, yeah. They're going to lose their minds. They lost their minds. It's like if you already really believe in like ghosts privately... Mm-hmm. Um, and then you join a club of people who believe in the paranormal and ghosts. Right. And then someone brings in, like, hey, my daughter took a picture of ghosts. And you're like, whoa. Holy crap. We have evidence like now. A, right. Like, of course you're going to believe it because you're already, like... You're in, predisposed. Yeah, you're predisposed to it. <laughs> and then now it's like, proof. Proof. Oh, my gosh. There's fairies it's all over this the place. <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. So one of the people that sees the photos is Edward Gardner who is well-known in the theosophical area, domain. Uh-huh. Uh, he's super impressed. He's, like, out of his mind happy. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, he writes to them, uh, the photographs were the best of its kind, I should think, anywhere. And wow. he asks if he can have the original negative glass plates. It's like he, someone taking a picture of Bigfoot. Pretty much. It's like the Bigfoot picture. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important that you know what that photo looks like, even though you probably don't believe in Bigfoot. Right. So he sends the like the negatives and the photographs to expert Harold Snelling, who I just want to say has one of the most charmingly, vaguely British names it's that true. I've ever heard. Harold Snelling. Snelling. That's Snelling. With an N. Yes. And an two L's. He should else. be a professor at Hogwarts. That's very good. Professor Snelling. Snelling. Uh, so I, I can't find the source of the quote, but they say of him, uh, what Snelling doesn't know about faked photography isn't worth knowing. Hmm. So so he's like... He knows everything. He's pretty good he's at... He's the expert. Like the Photoshop <laughs> expert of his day. He's the fact man. He's Mr. Fact. Uh, Snelling... Believes the negatives are entirely genuine, unfaked photographs. What an idiot. With no... 
with no trace of studio work involving card or paper models. I just want to let everyone know that just because <laughs> you're an expert at something, especially something yeah. new. Yeah. I, um, I mean, like, photography becomes, I don't know, mainstream, but, like, the first, like, easy-to-do photograph is, like... The 1840s, sure. 1839. So it's been around a little bit. It's like as old as computers are now. But, like, this is the point when it's like layman people might have cameras, right. but probably don't. Like, a village dad has a camera. Right, but, like, probably, but he also has a dark room. So mm-hmm. it's like clearly he's doing, like, a lot of business, or, like, he's, he's committed to his hobby at least. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, like, everybody's got a camera. Right. Um, so it's like. There's there's still a lot to learn mm-hmm. about techniques and things, and um, about what's a cardboard cutout in a picture and <laughs> what's not. Right, and I'm gonna let you know that young people are always gonna figure out things different than you mm-hmm. because they have different knowledge than you and they have different like ideas of applying it. Right. Um, like one of the things um, connected to British Bake Off that Mary Berry said was she's like excited to watch other people bake things because yeah. they have techniques that she's never used before or never heard of before. And so then she's like, and so I'll learn stuff while I'm here, even though she's like pretty old and has been baking her like entire life. Right. So she, it's like young people will always uh-huh. find a way to surprise you Mary's, in your field. Mary's so wonderful. She is. She's extremely so wise. Unlike this man. Unlike this uh, Mr. Snell. Snelling, who thinks he's the God's gift to photo editing in the 1918. Uh, photographic expert, Harold Snelling. I wish I could send him a photo from now. He's super dead. I know. I know. But I'd be like, is this photoshopped or not? Have you seen, I guess, I don't know if it's recently, but it, I saw some clickbait that's like the photo of the dingo eating a shark with like what? two snakes mating in the foreground. And people keep like adding weird stuff to <laughs> sure, it because it's, it's fake. It's obviously fake. So they have ones where there's like a polar bear in the background <laughs> and like Pokemon are in like the grass. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's, Look at these wild animals. It's very sassy. That's awesome. So uh, he doesn't think there's any trace of studio work, no card or paper models. He doesn't quite put his neck on the line enough to say (laughs) that they weren't fairies. He kind of hedges a bit. That's good. Uh, He says these are straightforward photographs of whatever was in front of the camera at the time. Okay. That's fair, I mean, that's that's true, uh, but it did involve, like, cardboard cutouts. Right. Or, like, drawings of some kind. Not actual beings. So, they make more plates, and Gardner brings them with him on lectures. uh, Oh. Basically campaigning to convince the public of their authenticity. Gosh. Uh, Like, they have a... uh, He's the theosophical guy? Yeah. Okay. Like, one of the head honchos. They have a, like, annual big conference, and it's one of the main displays. Everyone's very excited about it. Right. Uh... This is kind of great, though. Initial press coverage was skeptical. Uh, One article summed it up as not explainable through occult means, but easily understood with even a passing knowledge of children. (laughs) Which is amazing. Awesome. (laughs) It's so true, too. It's so true. Kids just lie and make stuff up. Right. And they commit to lies. Super commit. Oh, man. Uh, Because the worst thing. (laughs) Right. For kids, I was recently, like, listening to people talking about this. The worst things for kids is getting in trouble. Right. That's the worst thing that can happen to you is you get in trouble. Exactly. And you'll do anything to get out of trouble. And you will lie to death. Yeah. It's the kid version of, like, getting sent to prison. Yeah. Why would you not lie your butt off? It's the worst. And you, and there's, it's not like, well, they're just going to believe me if I tell the truth. No, because you did it. You did it. You did the crime. And the thing is, this escalates to the extent that they almost go to their graves never admitting it. Wow. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. Sure. So, uh, th- there's a note that most of the coverage was skeptical, uh, mm-hmm. like at least like the professionals writing articles about it. Well, that's good. But the the British public kind of in general is in a, a period of not only occult interest, but also right. in a grieving period because of the war. Yeah. So they're probably more inclined to believe any hint that there's like hope of communicating with this other better world. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of something similar happened with... Um, 
like spiritualism and uh, I don't know, just like the way uh, heaven is perceived after the civil war in America. Yeah. Like this idea that it's like a big home that you meet your family in. Yeah. Is highly influenced by how everyone lost their family in the war. Mm -hmm. So it's in this atmosphere. Gardner shows the pictures to his acquaintances, like, I mean, everyone, but specifically his acquaintances, his cousin, who in turn brings them to the attention of one very famous man, a literary heavyweight, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Aha. Mm-hmm. Sherlock. Mr. Sherlock Holmes, writer. Himself. Himself. The super rational super sleuth, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Uh-oh. Uh, Doyle was, uh, funnily enough, one of the most world-famous uh, advocates for mysticism and spiritualism and they the occult. They always are. It's so weird. It's very... <laughs> it's, it's like, it's because, so because they're not writing themselves... They're yeah. writing characters, and mm-hmm. like often your characters are nothing like you. And he was a physician to begin with, so he has like a medical right. like experience base to draw from. But he himself is way deep in the weeds of weirdness. And like, you know, creative people always are. Mm-hmm. They're very susceptible to fads and to yeah. um, things. I mean, and I'm including myself. Mm-hmm. Like whenever there's a new, you know, like whenever... Uh, fast food place has a new sandwich mm-hmm. I want it really bad it's that creative drive in you yeah I gotta try I that gotta sandwich have a new sandwich <laughs> the it's sandwich like, is the fairy of today yeah <laughs> I don't know if and it's it, real it's but new. I but I gotta try it <laughs> Press is skeptical, they're but using, I gotta find they're out. They're using the same stupid ingredients, and I still am like, ooh, it's new. Still fall for it. I want it. Yeah, it's great. Yep. So uh, he he's the one, I don't remember. We Our mic at the beginning wasn't rolling for like a good couple minutes. Well, the other but, mic was. Oh, sure. So I mentioned that someone in my story dies of uh, the flu or pneumonia, mm-hmm. and it's one of his sons. Ah, uh, who is in the war who's and then taken by the fairies. Kind of. So like he's even more inclined in, like right now when this is happening probably mm-hmm. to want to believe that. Right. Uh he's like all these forces are coming together. It's the perfect storm of weirdness. Uh-huh. He had been commissioned by the Strand magazine to write an article on fairies for their Christmas issue. Oh my gosh. And then the photographs come to light. It's like Mana from heaven. Yeah, the, every all the planets are aligning. Right, and uh, it's the best. He is so excited. He contacts Gardner to uh, authenticate their background, and he he writes to Arthur, the dad, and Elsie Wright to ask if he can use them in the article. Right, and Mister Wright is like, "Oh, this is like serious now. Mm. Some an important big man." is writing about you. Hmm. How interesting. You should tell them they're fake. <laughs> He's probably like, don't tell them they're fake now. It's too late. Maybe. It's way too late. We can't make, we can't be stupid <laughs> in front of the big well men. We might as buy something with the money they're giving us. Right, but he refuses payment. Oh. He, he says, yes, you can use the photos, but he refuses payment. Fascinating. He, he doesn't want to sully the like, meaning or, like, purity of the photos by making it commercial or something like that. Meaning. I don't know. So. He doesn't want to be given money for fakeitry. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and they're just going to take it back later. Uh, they, Gardner and Doyle got a yet another opinion uh, on whether they're fake or not from photography company Kodak. Ah. You may have heard of them. You know. Yeah. They're a small company, but I'm, maybe you've heard of them. Kodak? Yeah. They were very, like, hole-in-the-wall, tiny company. So Kodak examines them. Several technicians are looking at the prints. They agreed with Snelling that the pictures showed no signs of being fake. They concluded that this could not have been taken uh, as conclusive evidence that they were authentic photos of fairies, however. Good. The the photos are real. They haven't been altered. We're not sure if they're real fairies. They're saying yeah. They're saying they weren't edited like mm-hmm. post right. taking them, which is true. Great. 
Uh, so it doesn't mean they're real. Right. Kodak declined to issue a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> which I had, like, you do that? Yeah. Strange. What? I mean, back in the day. Uh, but what else for? I really want to know what else got the Kodak certificate of authenticity. I'm curious. Now I have to Google it. Yeah. So, to be fair, while this is going on, Doyle tries to go about it as scientifically and as logically as he can. Sure. Which isn't, like, a super lot. Yeah. He, he couldn't meet with the girls himself because he's organizing a tour trip in Australia. But he sends Gardner down to meet with the Wright family. Uh, Frances, the younger cousin, and her family are living elsewhere at, by this time. Okay. Uh, Elsie's father told... Gardner, that he was so sure that the photographs were fakes that he had searched their bedroom and around the stream looking for, like, slips of paper or cutouts. Sure. And he never found anything incriminating. Well, so, they're better at hiding them than you are. I know. looking. Kids gotta be really good sneak thieves. You don't understand. I don't think... You're a dad. My Maybe mom, you, uh, my mom used to try to get me to take pills, and I was so bad at taking pills that I would just hide them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually she would find them, like, <laughs> months and months later when she cleaned my room and she'd get mad at me. Mm-hmm. But until then, she just thought I was taking them. Right. Because I had a hiding spot. Kids are very like, under my bed. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's to trick your parents. <laughs> it's not that hard. Everyone has done it. Everyone yeah, will do it. It's fine. true. Especially if, like, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is like, is it real? And you're like, uh, Yeah. Of course. It's absolutely real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please don't. Who has been knighted <laughs> right. by the queen. He's a knight. You can't, like, yes, admit sir. that you lied to a knight. Yikes. Yeah, you either have to commit or you have to say you lied. And they're doubling down real hard. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Mystics always do. <laughs> you gotta. It's, um, anyway. So, uh, Gardner, of course, believes the Wright family to be honest and honorable. Uh, we all believe what we want to believe. Of course. So he, to place the matter of the photograph's authenticity beyond doubt, he returns to the village at the end of July with two Kodak cameo cameras and 24 secretly marked photographic plates. Ah. Uh, Francis was invited to come visit, and the Wright family, uh, you know, while they were having their, like, school holiday, summer holiday, so that they could go out and take more pictures. They go on a fairy hunt. Right. They gotta they gotta recreate the results, basically. Yep. Uh however That's their, science. their logic of it is a bit flawed because the way they think about it is we'll provide the cameras, we'll provide the film, and then we'll develop it. It's foolproof. And, and you take them <laughs> privately without us there. Yeah, and the girls are like, sounds fair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the whole what? Yep. What and why are they only interested? Doesn't he want to see them in person? Well, the girls say that they won't show up for anyone oh else. Oh my god! If anyone's watching, they won't come out. Children lie. <laughs> They're doing it so well, though. Jeez, you gotta admire their their game. <sighs> Just people are so stupid. <laughs> people are stupid. I hate them. Uh, so the fairies won't come out if anyone's watching. So yes. they they have to go out by themselves with also, the camera. Also, they really want some ice cream. If we can get some ice cream, <laughs> the fairies want ice they cream. They love it specifically. Right. They want my favorite flavor of ice cream. See, those girls are kind of smart because they didn't. That's like almost too far. Oh yeah, you know that's the con that's taken the too far. <laughs> the girls are actually much smarter than any dude in this story. Sure, most of the dudes will. We'll get to some dudes that are smarter. I mean, Elsie's dad sounds pretty okay. Yeah, he's just like hooked into it now. Yeah. He can't be the, the father. It's like, uh, I mean, the dad doesn't want to be, you know, in the fire of a night yeah. either. Right. And at this point, like national papers are talking about it. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. It's it's a rock and a hard place. And anyway, like, I don't know. Maybe they are real, you know? And this seems pretty scientific. We find out who knows. Yeah. So the girls go out. They take more photographs, and indeed, some of them do have fairies in them. Oh, fascinating! Really fascinating. Surprising. Gardner takes the plates back to London. He sends three of the photos with a jubilant telegram to Doyle in Australia. Jubilant. Jubilant. 
That means happy. That means super happy, like a jubilee. Very happy fun time. Very happy fun times. There's fairies in the photos. Oh, my gosh. I did it, even though oh I wasn't gosh. there, so I didn't see them, and I don't know how they took the pictures. I, I don't did know. It. I didn't actually see it, but look at We have, like, proof now. More photos. There's, like, super proof. It's, like, really real now. Stupid. Oh, my God. It's super real. It's so funny, because I'm trying to think of the equivalent of doing, like, a scientific experiment. Mm-hmm. Right? And what happens when you confirm scientific experiments is someone else has to use your stuff yeah, to, to do, do it. it. <laughs> Not uh-huh. they provide you new equipment of theirs. And then you do it again. And then you do it again privately. Where no one can see. Where no one can see. <laughs> and then you say, did it again. Yeah, it's not good science. No. What? Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, it doesn't matter what materials you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> like, if they just give you new test tubes, and right. they're like, these ones are foolproof. Because everyone's like, maybe the maybe the plates were doctored. It's like, no, we provided Everyone them. Everyone said that they we, weren't already. We provided them. It's foolproof. Everyone already said they weren't. They weren't. Everyone with brains already said they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it made sense to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, he is stupid. <laughs> and, and he's in Australia. <laughs> so whatever. He wasn't even there. Uh, his Christmas article about the fairies sold out within days. Oh, of course. It did really well. I mean, I would read it. I'd read it. We can read it. I, I, mean, I don't want to. So. I don't want to, but I could. I mean, at the, <laughs> I, but I could if I wanted to. Um, I mean, at the time, I definitely would have bought it and read it. Sure. Because it's what everyone's talking about. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, I got to know what's going on. Because people are gossiping. Yeah. Uh, he gives the girls pseudonyms uh, to protect their privacy. Oh, of course. And uh, he... he we'll want them to be swarmed by fairy lovers. <laughs> right. Duh, don't. <laughs> Something about it's bad when you say fairy lovers. I don't know. Fairy um, believingists? Uh, followers? Sure. From the Church of Fairy? I was trying to like, fairy? think of a play on creationists. Fairyists. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The mis- mystics. Myst- yeah, probably. Spiritual is spiritualismists. Spirit Theosophilists. Yeah. Yikes. None of them are good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, the words or the people. <laughs> yeah. None of it's great. None of it's good. None of it's like super great. Uh, Doyle was, of course, triumphant in his closing words. Uh, but uh, once again, there was a. <laughs> the press itself was a mix of, this is a quote, embarrassment and puzzlement. (laughs) Embarrassment. (laughs) They're like, how are we still talking about this? What's wrong with him? Are you kidding? It's on you now. The kids kids are one thing. (laughs) The author of Captain Logic? (laughs) You believes in fairies? You made a man so logical and so realistic that some people today think it's a real person. Yeah. Some people know, I mean, everyone knows more about Sherlock Holmes than they do you. Of course. But it'd be ridiculous to think that Sherlock Holmes' creator was like, fairies are real. They're Look re- at the proof. <laughs> Look, I have proof. Look at the logic I used to get the proof. <laughs> what? Uh, novelist, this is great, novelist and a poet from the day, Maurice Hewlett, wrote, quote, Knowing children and knowing that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has legs... I decide that the Miss Carpenters, their pseudonyms, mm. have pulled one of them. Ha uh-huh. Your leg's pulled. Pulled your leg. You have legs. What an Get idiot. It. It's a joke. I'm a novelist. <laughs> Some people don't have legs because of the war. <laughs> no one's ever going to remember me. <laughs> Except for this quote I have about you. You're still way more famous, yes. but you're an idiot. <laughs> this is Maurice Hewlett signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. No one, no one ever remembered him. I have no idea who that is. Skeptics noted the fairies looked a lot like fairies in a certain book that had been published uh-huh. around the time. They not, cut them out. Not quite like traced, but someone with a good artistic hand ah, uh, had redrew them, recreated them. Nice. And uh, it was—it was very strange that all the fairies had very fashionable hairstyles. 
I'm like, that's weird. They're all very, like, up on London fashions. I mean, maybe they really care about their appearance. I know. It's very so Like, first of all, maybe fairies are very hip. Yeah. What? Maybe Why you- are you assuming that the fairies, <laughs> what, are, like, hundreds like hobos? of years old, so yeah. they have, like, weird hair? Weird no. fo- forest hobos? Stupid. You got your fashion from fairies. Yeah. Where do you think fashionistas get their secrets? They go talk to the fairies by the stream. And that's how they know the new trends. Have I ever told you my my Shakespeare dream? I don't think so. Uh, So, of course, in high school, everyone does, like, a huge Shakespeare thing. Right. Uh, But at this point, you know, AP English or whatever, I had been studying and reading Shakespeare for way too long, all in a row. And I had, I started getting Shakespeare dreams. Amazing. And one of them, like, unlocked the secret of Shakespeare for me. Oh. And it was... It was, like, delivered to me, like, a message from beyond. Nice. And it was, this is how he came up with all of his stories and all of his secrets, is that he would go out into the fields where the sheep were, mm-hmm. and he would lay down and listen to the sheep <laughs> whispering to him. Whispering. <laughs> sheep do not whisper. They do not make quiet sounds. <laughs> they bleat. And then I woke up, I'm like, oh, of course, sheep. <laughs> and I, I told everyone I was so impressed. I still remember it. Like, this this is over, like, ten years ago. I still remember it. It's ridiculous. Shakespeare dream. Like, I understand. The sheep. It, it all makes in. sense now. No. Anyway. Oh, I have to say something again about the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in this episode, when they're doing the Tudor food, they mention to them, like, oh, this is, like, the time of Shakespeare. Right? Sure. To give you, like, a, I don't know. Sense of when. context. And to give them, like, more options for right. things. You it's like, if you're food, nobody made anything Shakespeare-related at yeah. all. And I was like, just anything, even vaguely Shakespeare-related, I guess would be better than Mexico. Maybe Mexico was one of the, like, weird islands that they go to. Like, you know, there's always the idea of... Uh, like pastoralism in his sure. works, like so they go off to a different land that's like from before time. But she didn't and... talk about Shakespeare. She just said Mexico. But what if those before times are actually Mexico? Like, what if? I just want to put beans in the pie. Okay. What if the that's fairies all. are Mexican? I just want to put beans in the pie. <laughs> I just want to put beans. In and there. they loved them. They love those bean pies. It's this food of fairies is beans. <laughs> In pie. That's, that's why they call them magical fruit. Ah, it all makes sense now. <laughs> it all comes around. It all connects. It all comes around. <laughs> We're all just trying to learn. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Gardner, the Theo boy, yeah. makes one last trip Theosoph. to Cottingley in 1921, accompanied by a psychic Oh, of course. And another camera. They don't get any more pictures. I think the girls are kind of over it. That's fair. Uh, they're but, like adults now. They're like adults. Like proper adults. They're like, whatever. <laughs> Let me see. They're like, like, part of them wants to be like, it's not real. Leave me alone. Right. The older, <laughs> the oldest one's like 20. She's yeah. she's done with it. Totally. The, the war is over. She's probably like dating married. someone. Yeah, yes. married. Someone cool. We're like done with it. Yeah, bye. The girls didn't take any photographs, but the psychic apparently saw fairies everywhere. Don't they always? They, right? Don't Isn't they have to? Job? Don't they have to? But the girls later were like, yeah, he was a total hack. Uh, there were no fairies. What an idiot. Ha ha ha. Sir Doyle remained a believer until his death. Well, now he, he knows the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he knows. God's like, there aren't fairies, idiot. There aren't fairies. <laughs> You're stupid. He, he even wrote a book on it, the, the Coming of the Fairies, and he says in that, What a joy is the complete abandon of the fairies, little graceful figures, as they let themselves go in the dance. They may have their shadows and trials, but there is a great gladness manifested in this demonstration of their life. No one has ever read this book. I haven't. I didn't know it existed. It's fake. It's, it might be fake. Fake news. So here's a funny aside. His belief in the fairies strained some of his real-life relationships, including I mean, yeah. his good friendship with uh, Harry Houdini. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. I love it. I didn't know they were friends. They were, like, good buds. That's adorable. It's so cute. I love when famous people are friends. <laughs> it's my and favorite thing. And I love that thing. Harry Houdini is so committed to, like, 
magic not being real. Right. That his, like, best friend is like, fairies are cool. And he's like, we're not friends anymore. Right. <laughs> You're an idiot. It's like the the magician Harry Houdini is telling Conan Doyle, the maker of Sherlock Holmes, that, like, fairies aren't real, bro. It's so weird. Uh, so... The role reversal. Gosh, their friendship is just the funniest, cutest thing to me. I bet. But Doyle was so completely, utterly convinced uh, that, like, first of all, that Houdini had magical powers. Like, that's part of their Even friendship. Even though Houdini's, like, showing him how the tricks work, he's like, I don't! It's fake! He's like, no, please, seriously, let me show it's you how it trick. works. And he's like, no! And he's, like, covering his eyes. He's like, when you won't tell me your magic, that hurts my feelings. It makes me think you're not committed to this relationship. And he's like, it's not real, dude. It's not real! He's like, I wish you would just confide in me. I wish you would just We're tell friends. me the truth. We're yeah. friends! I would trust you. I, show me how to be magic, too. I, I'm pretty sure uh, that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle believed at some point that Houdini was just in denial about being magic. That's so funny. It's <laughs> so cute. He can't Weird. even see his own powers. He doesn't understand how great he is. He's just He just thinks it's all tricks, but it's real. Apparently there's, uh, I learned this while I was researching this, there's a very cute and moving and well-made uh, series called Houdini and Doyle, which we uh, we absolutely need to watch cute. now. It's very cute. It's like a TV show? or Yeah, it's like a TV, like a kind of fictionalized TV show of them and their friendship. It's like 10 okay. episodes, highly bingeable, I hear. Nice. So I'm definitely going to watch that now. I like it. Uh, so it definitely, it takes one con man to know the work of another, and Houdini's like, nah, that's super fake. Fake a tree. Uh, spirit photography, which is kind of similar to the fairies, but just like taking pictures of yourself with a ghost through double exposure. Right. Was a big fad at the time, and it, Doyle, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Doyle take like, he, he does take spirit photographs of him with ghosts. Right. But I want to say one of them is with his dead son, which is so like sad and like, I don't, it just explains a lot. Yeah. I mean, most people who are into mysticism, it's because they want to see their loved ones again. Right. And like, they're not religious usually. So they don't think that they're going to, like, Mm -hmm. they don't really believe in like, you know, like like, the heaven where you meet up with everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they think, like, they're gone and they're gone. So you got to make up ghost photos. So they're just, like, they're hopeful that, like, somehow they're still around and, like, maybe I could talk to them. Right. Which is sad. But in response, uh, Harry Houdini made a photo of himself posing next to the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Just to prove that, like, it's so fake, you guys. <laughs> it's so fake you guys i love him i love their weird friendship he's like me and abraham lincoln best friends me and my bro abe (laughs) my buddy abe the girls uh both died old grannies i think they both passed away in the like 80s late 80s sure in 1985 elsie the older girl Mm mm-hmm uh admitted that it wasn't real that she and francis were just too embarrassed to admit the truth Especially after fooling Doyle. Right. She says, uh, two village kids and a brilliant man like Conan Doyle, well, we could only keep quiet. It was never meant to be a hoax. We didn't there, want to hurt his feelings. There, I mean, yeah. Or his pride. Or his pride. He's a knight. I don't think he would have believed them. Probably not. I mean, he doesn't believe his best friend. Right. There, there were just so many people that needed to believe this silly thing that they, they had no choice but to believe it. Like, sure. I'm pretty sure... Sweet. Uh, like, their mother was like, at least some of these got to be real. Like, even if the girls don't think they are, maybe maybe they're real anyway. Like, there's a right. lot of layers of denial going on about it. Sure. I think there's some people still today that think they're real. Oh, my gosh. Like, I saw pictures of modern-day people standing next to the stream. Like, this is where it happens. I mean, like, I would... I would do that just because it's funny to me. Like, sure. history is It's like funny. a history thing. But I wouldn't be like, I, and I, like jokingly, I'd be like, going on a fairy hunt. Hold, hold a little like picture up of a fairy. Yeah. Oh, I do this. Oh. A historical recreation. Like I'm looking at a fairy to the side. Yeah, oh. just like the girls did. Yeah, and I Photoshop a really fake fairy <laughs> into it. So that's the story of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini and the girls who fooled one of them. 
Sometimes we need to talk, or sometime we need to talk about Harry Houdini. Yeah, he's my favorite. He's pretty great. As you can tell from just what you've learned so far, he's a character. Yeah, he's, we talked about him with Sarah Winchester yeah. too, because he went into her house and he's like, "There aren't ghosts," but he was also like, <laughs> "It's creepy. I hate it." It's, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's super creepy, but I it's mean, not like spirits." Yeah, the house in and of itself is so weird that it is unsettling. Harry Houdini needs to be in more, like. Uh, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style things. Mm, like he would be such a cool historical hero, like sleuth. No, I yeah, and like so fun because of all of like the crazy tricks he can pull on right? people. But then it's him great. being so logical, it seems so like he's kind of the real dissonant. Sherlock Holmes in a way. That's true. Maybe that's why they fell in love. Oh, and then it out seems of so love. like dissonant, you yeah. know, for him to be logical <laughs> and for him to be. A magician, mm-hmm. but like it magicians sense. know that all the things are fake. They have to know just, more than anyone. They just act like it's real, right? Like that's the thing. And I love that his act does not extend to his regular life, right? Once he's out of costume and out of off stage, he's like, it's fake. Yeah, the Get ones it? that really commit are just insufferable because they everyone are. else is like, dude, it takes so much work to pull this off, right? Uh, believably, and you're just saying it doesn't take any work at all, and it's the worst magic. It's just magic. No, right. you had to work hard, just like the rest of us. And I really like how, um, like, Harry Houdini also does, like, endurance things. You know, like, the punch mm-hmm. me in the stomach, which probably killed him. Yeah. But that's Idiot. because someone did it when he wasn't ready. Right. Um, that, that guy's a dick. Mm-hmm. You uh, killed and he, Harry. And he already had, like, ulcers or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, his appendix was already bad. His only weakness. So they punched him in it, and then it exploded. <laughs> his only weakness is exploding body. I mean, that's everyone's weakness. Appendix? <laughs> Like Get rid of it. Um, Yikes. But, like, I, I like that um, David Blaine is probably my, like, favorite modern magician. Mm-hmm. And I really like how he does that, too. Uh, he does, like, endurance tests for himself. Yeah. That are just, like, how how hard can I push my human body? Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, you're just committed to, like, what the human body can do. Sure. And, like, it's not fake. Um, yeah. It's just like, I'm going to sit and be cold for 72 hours in this block of ice just to see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, like, people being like, oh, and it's magic, and I'm just so magical and strong that I'll summon the magic force, mm-hmm. and then I can do it. It's like, no. That's fake. It's just like, can I be buried for this long and not have a <laughs> panic attack and die? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> That's somebody who's just, like, you know, interested in what can happen. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's nice. It's great. As opposed to, like, Chris Angel, who is so, like... Just... Uh, like, the reason I like David like Blaine is because he does street magic. Yeah. Right. And because, like, Chris Angel's is so, like, overproduced and just, like, nuts. Yeah. He's, he's the clairvoyant of his age. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And David Blaine is like, it's fake. It's <laughs> fake. <laughs> it's a trick, dude. It's like a super trick. It's a trick. It it's a trick. And I just love how he always looks like he's stoned. <laughs> he's so He's over so it. unexcited about yeah. what he's doing. It's amazing. And then he's like, hold on, let me levitate. <laughs> Everyone settle down. I'm going to levitate. Just for a minute. Settle down. That's pretty cool. Uh, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> I think we're done. It's a satirical history. The funniest history podcast that Haley and Alexis produce. Yeah. 100% true. 100% juice. <laughs> Produce. For 100% kids. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What? It's a slogan for something. Uh, juicy juice. Is it, oh, okay. Juicy juice isn't real juice. <laughs> it's trying <laughs> way too news. hard. It's trying way too hard to convince you it's juice. Also, like, what other percentage would you be of not kid? Like, you're probably a cyborg. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. What if you're missing a limb? Are you not 100%? If you have a mechanical leg, you're a cyborg. It's true. Cybernetic bio thing. Do you know you know about Misty Knight, right? Maybe. Sounds familiar. From, from She's the shark Marvel? person? No. no. Okay. What? <laughs> no. Uh, forget in, what I said. She's in Luke Cage, and she lost her arm in the, in the Defenders, and she's getting a robot arm probably this... Year of Luke God, Cage. I love robot arms. I know. That's why I was telling you. It's my fetish. You love people who lose their arms, and you love robot arms. It's like the icing on top, <laughs> honestly. Haley's got some uh, interesting 
It's like I, I never tried to be this way. <laughs> it just turns out that all my favorite fictional people all lose an arm for some reason. And then get a robot arm. A lot of them. Some of them do, yeah. Some of them are pre-robot technology. That's true. Unfortunately. Unfortunately for them. Anyway, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Hope yeah. you learned a lot about fairies and Doyle and Fakatry and Haley's search history. Yeah, about robots and arms. And arms. And the hot people connected to them. Winter Soldier. <laughs> Among others. <laughs> Just the first one. The uh-huh. most popular one, probably. Oh, speaking of which, uh, go see Deadpool 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Hot, hot daddies with arms. Domino is beautiful. Oh my gosh, Domino. What's her face and her who's gay and her girlfriend? Super yeah. cute. I don't know her girlfriend's name, but it's a Negasonic Teenage Warhead is the It's some it's Japanese. Mm-hmm. I wanna say it's like Yuki, but that might be wrong. Safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before it gets too racist in here. Bye. 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 Bye.